Hello there. Welcome to Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. I'm your host, Chloe Taylor Brown, and I'm very excited about today's show because we are going to be playing authentic dick in the power game. You know, we think we do everything by ourselves, but we really don't. We can get everything together. We've got to take the right action. We've got to have a plan, and we've got to execute it. But everyone who's playing a really big life game, a real fun game that's interactive and challenging, and we love it, we have teams. We have teams to help us, and we want to learn how to attract our teams. Well, let me tell you this. Today's show is about authenticity and image power, and it's also about how to put on without acting fake. Do you know how to put on without acting fake? Well, we're going to learn how today. So, let's rock and roll. I want you to rock and roll with me, Chloe Taylor-Brown, your host for Breadwinning Moms with Chloe, and we're going to find out how we can start putting on to get ahead in our personal and professional life without coming off as phony or fake. Well, I have written a book years ago. Well, not that many years ago. It was actually in, uh, I think, 2006 or seven that I got my very first book published, and that was Getting Ready Chloe Style, Perfecting Your Authentic Image. And that's all about the relationship between body image, self-esteem, fashion, and having that image power so that we can go out and accomplish what we want to accomplish, what we're intending to accomplish. So I want to help you to do that today. And there's a very, very powerful but very simple process called the selfing process. And that's spelled S-E-L-F. I-N-G, selfing process, like yourself, myself. We're going to put on ourselves, but we're drawing out of ourselves so that we can put on that outer self so that we can go out and be more of ourselves to attract to ourselves what we want and also uh, to fit in. A lot of people say they don't care about fitting in, but, but truthfully, we are social beings and we want to fit in. If we're going to play a bigger game and we're going to have um, all the things that we want to have and live the lifestyle that we want to live, then we've got to be able to connect with other people. And that's where social beings, social personas come in. We are social people. Uh, As a matter of fact, when I wrote this book, Getting Ready Chloe Style, Perfecting Your Authentic Image, in 2006, social media was was just really becoming very popular with Facebook and I think there was uh, MySpace. And so it's just becoming very popular. And so now, even more so, being social, it's really vital to us in our business. Everyone, businesses on social media. So it's really vital. But this is about you personally. And I believe that, as a matter of fact, I know that when you can tap into your authenticity, and elevate your image power to project what you want, you're going to win and you're going to start getting more in your life and your life is going to start going more of how you want it to go. If you'd like to call in live, like right now during this show, you can call 347-884-9444. 
888-646-9229 to share with us your thoughts and your opinions about authenticity and image power and what are your thoughts on putting on. Do you think that you can put on uh, without coming across as phony or fake? Let us know what you think. Also, I am very, very excited to let you know that I've launched something new. It's called Mantra Monday. Every Monday, we're going to have a, a quick little podcast about um, from a minute to five minutes, and you're going to be able to find that on breadwinningmomswithchloe.com, and you're going to get your mantra fix. And you can also learn how to create your own personal power mantra for your own life. So these are going to be inspirational tips and words that energize us to get us going throughout the day and your own words that are going to be educed and drawn out of you. And I'm so pleased to let you know that Mantra Monday was inspired by Marissa DeSico. Marissa is a listener of Breadwinning Moms with Chloe every week, and she got an inspired inspiration. Last Saturday, she called me, and we launched that idea on Monday. So when you're inspired and you're in a creative mode and you're on purpose and intentional, you can create things very quickly if you have a team, and you can do things by yourself too, and then you're going to gravitate and leverage what you have with other people to help you to make it bigger. So I want to give that shout-out to Marissa DeSico, who's a wonderful person, who's helping me with Mantra Mondays. So stay tuned for Mantra Mondays and see what we have. You can connect with us on on um, Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. Dot com, or you can connect with here for our shows every Wednesday at 2 o'clock on blogtalkradio.com, and that's going to be Breadwinning Moms. So I can't wait to get into the show with you today. As I said again, if you'd like to call in, you can call 347-884-9229, or you can chat if you're on listening on the Internet. You can send us a little note in your chat, and we'll read that off for the audience. But I want to get into this whole thing. Can you put on without coming off as a phony? Well, I'm going to tell you how to do that. It's called the selfing process. The selfing process is the communication of the self. You know the self talks, and the self talks with verbal communication and nonverbal communication. And so when the self is talking and the selfing process, we're being intentional about having people to think and perceive what we want them to think and perceive. It's really branding also, if you think about a corporation or being in business, is branding. But for personal, um, is we're going to call it the selfing process, and this allows you to put on. This process includes five layers of getting ready, because that's what we're doing. We're really getting ready. And so my book, Getting Ready Chloe Style, it's all about perfecting your own authentic image. And perfecting is a process. It's not something that we do when it's done. We can do it and it works for us, but as we're growing and evolving and transforming, you want to pay attention to see, okay, is this still working for me? And you can tweak it. You can transform yourself on any given day, and it starts with your thinking. But we're talking about this big, bold selfing process. 
the the big thing about this process, the Chloe style way, is that the prerequisite for this to work is that you truly respect yourself and that you really like yourself. How many of you really like yourself? Well, I'm not in a classroom and I can't see your hand, but I want to know, do you really and truly like yourself? Well, the selfing process is going to help you to like yourself even more, but when you really can really find things about yourself that you enjoy and that you like, this is going to blow your game out the water and you're going to be able to accomplish more than you ever dreamed. So here we go. The selfing process, the five layers of the selfing process would include verbal communication. What's coming out of your mouth? What are you speaking? Number two would be poise, posture, and movement. How are you moving? What does your walk say about you? When you're expressing yourself, are you rolling your eyes? Are you being like... I I use my hands a lot, so I'm very expressive. As a matter of fact, I'm talking to you, and you can't even see me. I'm using my hands. But um, that's poise, posture, and movement. And the third layer of the selfing process is manners and etiquette. Yes, good old-fashioned manners and etiquette. And then the fourth one would be grooming and cosmetics. Yes. We need to look good, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, this episode of Brett Wedding Moms with Chloe would be for women, men, girls, and boys because we all need to put on and we all need to understand the selfing process and how to elevate our life game. So we want to groom ourselves so that and cosmetic for men would be a slightly different for cosmetic for women. But coming from the fashion industry and acting, Men wear cosmetics, okay? We can get over that. Men do wear sunscreen. Men wear um, uh, tanning lotion that or lotions that have a little tan in it. So, so that's okay. That's just grooming and cosmetics. That's all it is to that. And then the fifth layer of the selfing process would be clothing and fashion. Yes. So let me say that again quickly. The five layers of the selfing process would include your verbal communication, your poise, posture, and your movement. Number three would be your manners and your etiquette. Number four, grooming and cosmetics. And number five, clothing and fashion. So in most cases, it really doesn't matter which of these layers that you're going to start working on. But, you know, for the most part, if we can kind of keep some order just for the sake of order, you can go right in this five-wheel process that I have from one to five, or communication all the way through to clothing and fashion. So the selfing process is mainly visual because we are so visual. Most of us are visual. And this is why Marissa has encouraged me to post photographs and images with everything that we do about Mantra Monday and everything. So thank you, Marissa. I'm going to take take you up on that and start doing that because we are indeed very visual. And the selfing process is no different. It's visual, though it can be tangible. We can touch it. And it involves other senses as well, all of our senses, really, including a sixth sense. So in understanding how the selfing process really works, we've got to recognize that 
bodily behavior and clothing, the clothes that we wear, really are significant aspects of nonverbal communication. And this is going to allow us to create that external identity to present to other people. Because, see, that's what we're doing. It's the selfing process. We're putting on, we're intentionally putting on, and we're not being fake. Because I'm going to show you how not to be fake when you're putting on. I'm really enjoying this. And if you have any questions, if you're calling in or if you're in the chat room, um, just go ahead and press 1, and I will open up the line for you, and we can chat. Okay, so when we combine the interaction of body image, the body image is that little picture that we hold in our mind's eye about ourselves. It's not about what somebody else thinks about us. That's a whole other thing. Body image is what we think about ourselves. And also, body image is how we feel about what we think. So it's not just about what you think, but it's how you feel about what you think about yourself. So when we combine the interaction of body image, self-awareness, being aware about ourselves, fashion, and communication, we can create a whole bunch of different messages. So we want to be intentional in creating these messages. And I know that I always go back to um, modeling and being a model in the fashion industry, but I'd like to give you an example uh, using that. I'll give you an example of myself personally. Having gone back into fashion, and even when I started fashion before, and also going into corporate America sometimes as an authentic woman executive coach. Those are two different personas or identities, and I'm going to share with you how I would personally use the selfing process. So let's just say Today I get a call from my agent, which is Salt Model Management in Atlanta, Georgia, and worldwide. If you'd like to book me for something for fashion, you can call Madeline at Salt Model and Talent in Atlanta. So if I were to get a call from Madeline and she says, Chloe, you have a booking um, or you have a casting tomorrow for Lance Inn. But no, not, let's not use Lance Inn. Let's use Chico, which is always on TV. Everyone, woman knows Chico if you're, you're of a certain age. They're fun, energetic. So I have an, a casting for Chico. Well, I know what I see on TV. So I'm going to dress that part. I'm going to dress like a model. I'm going to be a little flirtatious, but not overly. Um, loose flowing clothing, but very feminine and very chic and up to date. And I'm going to have some fabulous makeup and some great shoes, and my hair and nails will be really nice, but not high fashion or high end because I know what role I'm being called to play. So that's for that tomorrow. And let's say on Friday that I am booked to go to coach at one of the corporate offices that I'm working with for women, authentic women. Well, that's a different identity. I'm not going to go in with a Chico and all flirtatious and bubbly. I'm going to put on different clothing. I'm not going to wear my false eyelashes that I might wear for modeling. 
I'm going to be a little toned down because I want to fit in. And that goes back to us being social persons. And the reason why we're doing that, because we do want to fit in, because we want to get our message across. So if I'm going in like a high fashion model, they're not going to be able to relate to me all that well at the Home Depot. So that's a real-life perfect example of the selfing process. Now, going back to when I was just becoming a model, I wasn't a model. I was becoming. That's perfecting, getting ready, putting it all together. So what I did was observe. You've got to be aware. I observed myself, my own body type, my own body image. I decided what I wanted to project, how I wanted people to see me when I go to my castings. So I wasn't that yet, so I was trying to see, well, who do I want to be like? Well, I took a little bit from Iman. I took a little bit from Beverly Johnson. I took a little bit from Christy Brinkley. And I took a little bit from my favorite showgirl, Pat Cleveland. And I mimicked them. I watched them. I watched videotapes of them, how they would move. And I incorporated a little bit of each of them into my own personal persona for being an international model so well that I took it on and it became Chloe's style because, of course, I put my own style on it too and it just evolved into Chloe's style. So this is how the selfing process works. It's really beautiful when you know what you want. You've got to know what you want. And I know I say that all the time. We've got to know what we want before we can get it. We have to know what we want. Because if I didn't know what I wanted, who knows what I would have gotten. So I knew what I wanted. I chose the different personas or role models or identities that I wanted to emulate to draw from, but I could put a little sprinkle of this, a little sprinkle of that, and it would become Chloe style. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and I like that so much. So we have someone who's raising their hand, and um, I'm going to open the line to see if this person, if you're raising your hand to speak, your um, your first numbers are 504, just one second. Uh, 504-810, you're live on Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. Do you want to have a uh, a little chat with us or make a comment? Hi, Chloe. It's Chantel. How are you? Hey, Chantel Thompson. How are you doing? Good. I've been missing, but... <laughs> Yes, you've Thank been you. you've been missing in action, and you you've been working on something uh, really spectacular. And would you like to share that, or do you have a comment about our topic today? Oh well, a little bit of both. I've been working on our network to get work event that's going to be in Atlanta in May, and I have also um, really would like to comment on your topic on knowing what you want and being able to draw from it um, and how important that really is. Um, okay, wonderful. So why don't you tell us about your event first and then we'll come back to the topic. So tell us about your event, what you're working on, and how people can find out about it. Okay, so Network to Get Work is, um, is going to be an event 
and on May 21st in the Atlanta area at a location is going to be Buckhead Pizza at the Cobb Galleria. And the event essentially is about um, excellence. It's about being better at, at who you are and what you know how to do. Um, you know, a lot of times we go to job fairs and we don't know what makes us excellent. And then we can't um, perform and we can't ask for what we want. We can't command, which is something that you use a lot. We're not going to be able to command if we don't know what we want and what's valuable in us. So I have put together our Network to Get Work event as an opportunity to network with each other, meet and greet, and also to get some information on what do you need for that job hunt that you have, even whether you want to change careers, elevate your current position, move about in your own company that you are already working in, or if it's time to jump ship and move to the next company. We're going to discuss all of that, and I'm so grateful that you're going to be there as well. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to it. I've been doing uh, quite a bit of speaking at events over the last several weeks, and I'm really enjoying it and meeting some phenomenal people. So I'm excited about your event as well. And we're going to be talking about that more as time gets closer, uh, as we get closer to the event. And thank you for sharing that. So I'd like to hear now about your thoughts on authenticity and image power and how to put on without acting fake. (laughs) Okay. Well, when it comes to being authentic, um, and your image, you want your your image to really show through. So like you talked about kind of crafting and cultivating who you are, it's the same as uh, recently I spoke to somebody who who has a baby, and the baby's only, his baby is one years old, and she's learning how to walk. Now, she could stay a baby and keep crawling, but it's going to be weird when she's two years old and she's still crawling, so she has to learn how to walk. Now, walking is something that's different than what she was doing before, but it doesn't make her any less of who she is. In fact, it makes her more of who she is. So I like in what you're talking about in terms of being authentic, being appropriate, um, and growth. We have to see ourselves as works in progress that are growing as opposed to just staying the same. You know, anybody could stay the same, but it takes some real effort to grow. And we have to do the work. Uh, You know, I I never thought about this until maybe just started the last five or six years and working with more and more people. People don't really want to work on themselves that much. You know, we just want what we want without putting in the effort. And so many adults think that once we have gotten a degree or the degrees, the highest level and multiple degrees, that that's it. And, you know, a person could have gotten four or five degrees by the time that they're 30, 35. And so by the time that you're 45, you know, you can't just live on what you've learned then, even by the time five, you got to keep refreshing yourself. I'm that's what I say, and I think that's what you're saying too. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. It is very important to continue to um, to grow. It's very important to stop resting on your laurels 
you know, every day is a new day and every day is an opportunity to build upon what you learned yesterday. And when we stop doing that, which we all do from on occasion, um, we stop doing that and then we stop growing and then we wonder, well, how to get stuck here? So, <laughs> you know, in order to get anything accomplished, we're always going to have to grow and challenge ourselves. Now, we might have high points of major growth and then some midpoints where we're just kind of coasting along with what we just learned, but then you've got to go back up again. You have to learn something new. Otherwise, you're stagnant. Absolutely. And, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. So, in, um, and then you know what I would say, Chantel, to that, to learning something new, it's not just enough to learn something new and to have that information, that valuable knowledge in your head and in your heart and in a loving way. You've got to be able to get it out and put it into your life. You've got to be able to make that work. And that's where coaching comes in. And I but know for certain that I am one of the best coaches in the whole wide world. So give me a call, or there are hundreds and thousands of excellent coaches around the world. Find yourself a coach to help you to get out of your head and into your life, to help to take that knowledge that you have, because you are a very valuable person. If you've been living, then you've been learning. But you've got to be able to package that and leverage it to get more of what you want. And that's what the whole thing about image power. You've got to be able to project what you know on the inside on the outside. And so, Chantel, that brings me back to the selfing process and those five layers. So with the first layer being verbal communication, what we've got to do is learn how to use our voice and ask ourselves, how's the quality of my voice? Can I turn the volume up and down as I please? Chantel, have you been in a room with a person who's, no matter what, what they were talking about, they always yelled and they spoke so loudly, they didn't know how to whisper. Have you ever experienced that? <laughs> yes. I think we've all experienced one person like that. Attention, attention, attention. And the funniest thing that you asked me about that is um, I recently, um, I actually have this quote in my event, and it's about, it's kind of geared towards, networking. And let me read, hold on, let me see if I can find it now. It's a quote from, oh man, I think I just had a brain fart. <laughs> Sorry. It's well, it's okay. Well, let me go party. on. Since you're, if you can it's, think about sorry. that. Well, yes. uh, first of all, just one second. You, I want you to ask yourself these questions. First of all, I said, how's the quality of my voice and how can I turn the volume up and down, you know, you've got to be able to turn the volume up and down as you please without putting a whole lot of thought in it. Ask yourself, do I speak too rapidly, leaving other people in the conversation asking me, what did I say? Or do I speak too slowly? You know, check yourself. And so I would say that for your verbal communication goals, I want you to perfect your verbal skills. I want you to come across as intelligent, confident, and self-assured. Be energetic and expressive verbally. I want you to be colorful. 
So use colorful words when you're expressing yourself. And when I say colorful words, words that when you use them, people get an image in their head. It's wonderful. It's fun, too. And you want to, point, uh, to paint pictures with your words and to make sure your message is not distorted or ignored by using poor diction. Did I say that clearly? <laughs> yes. I, yes, we do get lost sometimes. I notice I, you can get lost in how a person speaks as opposed to what they're saying. So that makes sense, what you talk about when it comes to diction. You know, if you have a very strong accent or you use a lot of slang, it can be a little distracting for somebody who doesn't use that as often. And you also do just want to limit it so that people are less focused on the slang you're using, more focused on the essence of what you're saying. So I definitely... And also... That goes back to what arena you're you're actually putting on for an arena. So one thing that I love about, uh, well, a lot of things I love about my son Taylor, but he is really wonderful at being able to adapt and fit in and even excel in so many different situations with many different people. Um, he can speak with the slang with guys who are he's just hanging out. In any different situation, I've noticed him. And so that goes back to our selfing process. What game are you playing? What arena are you playing in? So you would choose your words. If I'm playing in that fashion arena, we do have a lingo that we speak. I guess you would call it layman's terms that we would speak in the fashion industry. And then if we were going into the medical industry, there are different layman's terms that they would use. So it just depends on the words that you're using. And then if I go to uh, step two, which is poise, posture, and movement, I believe that we be- we project our best image when we demonstrate really beautiful posture. And this is, you know, it seems to be a dying attribute these days, but I want us to bring it back, and it's easy to do that. So here are four things that I want you to consider when you're talking and checking your poise and your posture and how you're moving. Your alignment. When your body is properly aligned, it moves like a well-oiled machine or a beautiful racehorse. I went to a steeplechase um, in Atlanta a couple of weekends ago, and I just love seeing the horses run and race and gallop. And then we also got a great treat because um, the Clydesdale's horses were there too for Budweiser. Budweiser was a sponsor. But anyway, if you could think about how a, a horse is prancing, that alignment, think about yourself, you know, to be aligned. When your body is aligned properly, your ears are over your shoulders, your Shoulders are over your hips, and your hips are over your ankles, and your toes point straight ahead. (laughs) And also, number two of that whole thing about poise, posture, movement is your balance. When when your body is balanced, it equates to wellness. And being balanced means knowing one's center. And that brings us back to being present and in the moment. And I think that you can get to your center if you if you do yoga, yoga, 
and if you're just present and balanced. And then the third one is symmetry. I want you to pay close attention to your body and constantly seek symmetry, which is having balanced body proportion, balanced body proportions. And then number four is back health. One of the main causes of poor posture is a lack of good back health. And one of the main causes of back pain is poor posture. So if we can mind our posture and sit up straight and walk properly, not only are we going to have a one-way stride no matter how thick or thin or how short or tall we are, we're going to just walk like that runway model with confidence. So, Chantel, could you do you have anything to add as far as poise, posture, and movement is concerned before I go to step three? Yes, actually, I do. Um, one thing that's really important, and it's like you talk about that slouching, that kind of presence. It makes a big difference when you see somebody who's confident and they walk with their shoulders back and their head held high versus somebody who's slouching and kind of bending over and and they seem like they're trying to make themselves smaller for some reason. And I see this, I also see this a lot with women who might be a little taller sometimes that they feel the need to maybe like try to make themselves small. And, you know, I'm a short girl, (laughs) so uh, I don't understand that, but I think that no matter what, you know, you're still going to exude better presence if you make yourself tall, long, and lean, and, you know, straightforward as opposed to kind of punched over. It gives a better presence. Absolutely. Absolutely. When I was growing up, you didn't see a lot of tall girls, and I was one of the ones who did slump. Um, I just grew so quickly, and I didn't know how to fit into my body. And I was towering over everyone starting at age 13. I was probably, you know, 5, 9, or 10. And then I by the 16 is when I stopped growing. I'm 5'11 now. So just imagine um, how insecure I was about being so tall, even taller than the guys. But um, I learned through coaching and gentleness how to walk. My Aunt Anita taught me how to walk when I was 16, 17, about, you know, how more beautiful I would be if I stood up straight. Um, And she told me, she actually said something that wasn't true. She said only special people got to be as tall as me and that I should take advantage of that. And I believed her, and it worked. So speak life into people. She spoke life into me. Tell people who they are as opposed to constantly telling people who they're not. Well, I want to go on to um, our third selfing process, the, selfing, the layer of the selfing process is manners and etiquette. And this applies to men and women, but I want to speak to, to ladies. You know, a lady is a woman who is revered for her polite behavior and refinement. She is the counterpart of a gentleman, men, gentlemen. She knows how to behave and speak at all times. And what I want to ask, you know, what is, it seems like it's a dying thing with younger 
women. Is it a bad word to be called a lady, Chantel? You're younger than me. You may hear some things on the street that I don't hear. <laughs> well, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to be called a lady. Um, I just think people don't use it much anymore. And I think that because our society has changed so much and there's such a focus on being, excuse the terminology, but a bad B, you know, that's a, I see that a lot. Um, people want to show how mm-hmm. bad they are, how they, they're so bad, you know, they can do everything. Um, that I think that we we have as a society kind of gotten away from the more gentle side of things. And like you said, you know, a gentleman and a lady, you know, um, I think that in our quest to be equal, you know, some of us have taken on a harsher exterior that maybe isn't, um, you know, it, it isn't reminiscent of the past. It's more of a harsher exterior, like, you know, me against the world, and I have to be bad, and I have to show them how amazing I am. And I think it's a balancing act that we haven't quite gotten to yet, where you can be refined, but still, um, you know, you can still be a lady, but be a bad lady. (laughs) So maybe New terminology, be a bad lady. You know, I am thinking that um, refinement, it it really is attained through manners, which are rules that that set standard for human behavior, like showing respect to other people, you know, this this is not really about this conversation, but when I think about what's going on in Baltimore right now, you know, it's it's just horrific as far as everything from what happened to the young man whose back was severed and it, it seems like murder to me and you don't know because we don't have all the evidence, and to how a lot of the young people are behaving. It is showing such disrespect for other people's property and also for themselves. So, you know, we can, it's just, we don't have this anymore. It's just, it seems like it's a dying cause and we have some work to do. But also, manners would be being kind, polite, and considerate. And I believe that every lady and every gentleman, regardless of their profession or their calling in life, should be educated and taught about the importance of good manners and proper etiquette, which go hand in hand, by the way. They are different. And etiquette is about using your manners. So etiquette is about using your manners, your behavior. That's what manners, your behavior, so that you're comfortable with yourself. And as a result, because if you're comfortable with yourself, you're going to be able to make people around you feel comfortable as well. Chantel, I have a funny story about manners and etiquette. Um, I read this somewhere. This very high uh, society couple were having this beautiful um, um, party at their house, a dinner party at their house, and with all these important people. And they had um, the finger bowls. They were serving many different courses, so they had a finger bowl that you can 
kind of wash your fingers, your hands, and the towels and everything. And so one of the guests had never experienced that. So the man picked up the bowl and drank the water. And that's what you're supposed to rinse your fingers off with. And so now here's what the host did. <laughs> that is kind of funny, isn't it? But here's what the host did. Because she did not want to make her guest feel bad, she picked up the bowl and drank the water too. <laughs> so she was being polite and kind is her behavior. Right. Although that was not the proper intention for the finger bowls, she wanted she used her good manners and proper etiquette to help her guests to feel good. So again, etiquette is about using your manners and your behavior so that you are comfortable with yourself and as a result you're able to make other people around you to feel comfortable. So it's about knowing the rules and also as this lady, knowing when it's okay to break the rules so you don't humiliate other people. So now (laughs) you have a comment about that? I said that was really kind, Chloe, to do something like that because I think that a lot of times people are find themselves in situations where they're unfamiliar and they they try really hard to be part of the group. And I think that the most um, the best way you can help them become part of the group is you know, relate to them. Like, okay, you know, that might not be what our group does, but it's really okay. Nobody's getting hurt by it. And I think that that relatability is something we sometimes, you know, miss in in our society. So, yeah. Yes, indeed. And I like the word that you've used. Um, We're doing a Monday mantra, mantra Monday, every Monday is about word power power and using our words. And what I like is relatable. Are we relatable? And that takes us back to image power. What are we projecting? Are we relatable in how we are showing up? And that's why it's important to know these five layers of the selfing process. And as we said before, the selfing process is a process of putting on. Before we go on to grooming and cosmetics, it's a good time to ask the question. So have you ever been getting ready and you were going somewhere and you just put so much attention on it. Maybe you started getting ready three or four days before you went and picked out your outfit or perhaps you bought a new outfit and it was something that you had never done before and you put on and you got there and you had a fabulous time and everybody wanted to know who you were and the people that knew you, they gravitated to you and talked to you and just wanted to know what was going on with you. Has that ever happened to you, Chantel? Um. Well, I don't know. I have to go back and Well, it happens to me. Okay, <laughs> well, well, this, you, I want you to think about that. If you've ever done that, and I, I know a time you did that because I was with you, but you have to think about it. If you're listening and if you've ever done that with your wardrobe or your hair or the words that you were going to use, then you were using the selfing process unknowingly, and now you had power. So 
So now what I want you to do is to use it knowingly and watch what happens. So if you're listening, whether you're live listening to this or you're listening to the podcast, send me an email or tweet me at Chloe T. Brown and let me know how the selfing process worked for you. Did you show up as a phony or were you being authentic? And I'll guarantee you that if you work this process, it's going to work for you. So our next step would be grooming and cosmetics. I can tell you one thing, and I don't know if it's just me, but beholding a well-groomed individual is quite pleasing to my spirit. My eyes begin to twinkle and sparkle, and my lips really do curl up with a smile, leaving me a little bit happier because I love seeing people that groom themselves. You know, it's not about perfection. It's about grooming and cosmetics and using them appropriately. Uh, Some people say, well, I'm just natural. Okay, you can be natural, but you still need grooming and cosmetics. And cosmetic doesn't mean going to buy the heaviest makeup and using dark black eyeliner every day. It may just mean that you, you could have, and this is for men and women, you may have really, really dark circles under your eyes, and they are, it's just hard to kind of look at you sometimes because I'm so distracted by the dark circles. Well, you may want to use a little bit of concealer. And that's for men and women, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And so I want you to pay attention to yourself. So having worked in the image, beauty, and fashion industry for almost all of my adult life, I've witnessed a lot of vanity. And I know I was right there in the middle when I was younger. But what's important and lasting inner beauty and people who can – Find that inner beauty and project it on the outside so that it makes other people feel good, then you I call you an inner beauty being because you've learned how to deduce and draw out your inner beauty and you've learned how to put on your outer beauty, which is the fashion and the clothing and how you're walking and all of that, that nonverbal communication, and you're putting on and you're not acting fake because you're taking it on. So that's the grooming and cosmetics. So ladies and gentlemen alike, check yourself when it comes to your grooming and your cosmetics. And then finally, the fifth layer. See, a lot of people can pay attention to the clothing and they get all the other things. They just kind of fall off. But clothing really should be the last thing that you think about. Because have you ever seen someone have on some really beautiful clothing and they don't know how to be in those clothing? Chantel? I have. Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. And what did I you think? think? Well, you know, it kind of reminds me, you know, when you were, if you think about being a little girl and you put, a, well, a young woman, I'll say like that, and maybe it's your first time you've ever worn high heels. And oh, yeah. Just, you know, it's one thing when you're a little itty-bitty girl and you, turn, you put in your mom's big old high heels because, you know, they're so big, they're just like little boats on you. But it's another thing to have your own pair and that's fit for your foot. And, you know, it can be challenging. And sometimes you'll see, I'll see people, uh, you know, they're not used to wearing whatever clothing they've decided to put on that day 
um, in particular, dressing up because we're such a casual society these days that people are just not used to wearing um, a lot of a lot of things. It you know it could be a dress, it could be um, you know a skirt, it could be high heels or stockings or something. And you're just so used to being in your jeans and your t-shirts sometimes that you forget that. There's something that goes with wearing those clothes, and it's it's how you present yourself in them. You have to cross your legs when you wear a skirt or a dress. You know, you have to, um, you know, pay attention to how you're moving your body in certain kinds of clothes because you can't just be jumping all around. Otherwise, right. something might uh, out. <laughs> yes. I've just got an image. Okay. Get, try to visualize as, as I'm speaking. There's a beautiful woman, beautiful to look at. She has a beautiful emerald green silk chamois flowing evening dress with some beautiful shoes. And she's not overly made up. It's just beautiful. She's naturally beautiful. Her hair is fabulous. And as you approach her, you start to, your back is slightly turned, but you're, you, you hear these words, and you turn, and they're coming from her. And they are such, it's like a, I don't know, someone who's, I don't know, with the mouth that you would never even, it's like the mixture of a, what you think of a sailor and uh, a football player and, an oil man or some, uh, you know, something that's really that you would never think would be coming from this woman. And she's speaking, you're thinking, wow. And then she lifts that dress up and she starts running and her elbows are moving at the same time while she's holding onto that dress. <laughs> Did you get that? Yeah. Is that incongruent? Is, would, would her body language and everything be incongruent with what you first perceived about her? It would be. It would be. And I think I see that, you know, that's uh, that's often can be the case if you're not aware of everything that you've been doing on the inside. Yes. And this is a wonderful opportunity. What we want to do is aggregate, bring it all together, all of these layers, starting with liking ourselves. So in closing for today, I want to say that in order to acquire and maintain image power and to be authentic in it, then we're going to have to really, really know who we are. We've got to know ourselves. And we've got to understand and like ourselves for who we really are. And then it's about really learning those five steps of the selfing process. And we talked about this earlier. It's not just enough to learn them. We've got to put them into practice. And the more we practice, the more we're going to take ownership of them. And when we take ownership, that's when we're going to flow in our authenticity because then once we take ownership it's ours then it's not anything that somebody else's 
or we've taken it and we've used it and we've perfected it and we've taken ownership. So as far as I'm concerned, everything about you getting ready and perfecting your own authentic image hinges on you liking yourself and what you see in the mirror. Also, image power, yes, image power has nothing to do with how short or tall you are, how thick or thin or wide or narrow. The only thing you need to do is accept who you are authentically, your gifts, your talents, and see how you can wrap your personality and create that image that works for you and project that into the world because you're going to be creating your ideal image by following these five steps of the selfing process. So you'll know how to be, you'll know how to look, you'll know how to act, and you're going to be able to go anywhere and fit in because we want to fit in, and you're going to really be able to enjoy yourself. And I know that I have used this selfing process, and I've been teaching this process to the professional women, the corporate women, the executive women, and I've also been able, Chantel, to incorporate this in my girl swag curriculum for young women and girls to be able to understand it as well. So I'm very, very excited about uh, about sharing this. And uh, if you have some last-minute thoughts that you'd like to share around this topic, I would love to hear them. Well, yes. Uh, Chloe, I think that, you know, we want to present a whole package. And, you know, just like you talk about, um, you know, your image, how you look on the outside, you know, it really has to reflect how you feel on the inside. And when it doesn't, you can take the time to make that work. And it will take some work to do it. You can't just expect overnight you're going to go from, say, a sporty girl to a prom queen, you know, you have to work at each individual layer so that you can become that. And I think that, you know, that's so important. And that's some of the things we're going to be talking about at the event on the 21st. You know, we're going to talk about your image, how you look towards your employers, not just not just the outside, the image of your resume, the image of you when you walk in that door, how you're showing your confidence, what kind of clothes you're wearing. Because if you don't look the part, how is anybody going to believe that you can do the job? So seeing is believing for most people, and so we have to put the whole package together and let people know this is who I'm projecting myself as, this is who I am, and this is who I can grow into. I love that. It's the whole package. Thank you so much, Chantel Thompson of Sweet Job Spot, for hanging out with us today on Bread Winning Moms with Chloe. And uh, I always love having you here, and you surprised me today. So thank you so very much, and you stayed almost the whole time with me. <laughs> thank you. And um, this Okay, thank you so much. I will catch you next time, Chantel. Goodbye for now. Bye for now. We have been uh, by. We have been uh, discussing authenticity and image power, how to put on without acting fake. I am so excited about this because I know that from the work that I have been doing, that women have been getting 
really, really great benefits from the Authentic Woman Coaching. You can find out about Authentic Woman Coaching on breadwinningmomswithchloe.com. I want to leave you with this. You can look and feel fabulous at any age, at any height or dress size. Your goal is to accentuate the positive and learn how you can enhance your overall image. Don't make creating your authentic image complicated because it's not. I want you to keep in mind that it is simple. So keep it simple until you feel absolutely sure about what your new direction is, okay? In the next time that we meet, we're going to go further. We're going to go deeper into authenticity and what that means. So I want you to enjoy the rest of your week and be blessed. Goodbye for now.